Hello and welcome to With This Book We Can. I'm Kerry Gittins. And I'm Lynette Barker. And we are teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in the classroom. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. And in particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. And for today's episode, we've chosen a book by Robert Vescio and illustrated by Anna Pignataro, and it's called Seal Child. And the blurb on the back says, While a child searches for a place to call home, she is befriended by a seal. This lyrical tale is one of hope and friendship. Illustrator Anna Pignataro has captured the drama of the sea and sky, creating the perfect backdrop to Robert Vescio's story. Now, when we first started to look at this, it starts off with a storm and we weren't quite sure we thought that it might have been a tsunami but then as we got into the book and we looked more at the images and we pulled the text apart we thought no it's not necessarily a tsunami and that kind of got us thinking about how we could use that in in the classroom with the students to maybe read the story to them and get them to think well what kind of a storm could it be then we thought we might bring some geography into uh, the lesson the geography link we thought we could bring in was environment and then also the interconnection for stage three. Now, you could read this book to any stage and it would be beautiful. They but, would love it. Mm-hmm. But we thought to do a deeper dive into it, um, it would be better with stage three. And that geography link says um, effects of natural disasters on the environment. And when we looked at that, we thought, why are they there in the first place? If there's a natural disaster, would they go back? And we wondered looking back at past disasters in the last 10 years and then we realised 20 years for some of the major tsunamis that have happened around the world, did the villagers go back and resettle in that same place? And if so, why? Because there must have been a connection there, maybe for family, maybe they had nowhere else to go and there was no option to move on. So it really does tap into that connection to land. And another thing that we thought about when we looked at this is where is the story set? So not just about the disaster, but where would you think the story is set? So that was another interesting take on the actual first page. So you could just show them that and say, where is this story set? And we still don't know where it was set. And it wasn't until we chatted for half an hour or more, we thought this could actually be Australia up you know, the top of the Northern Territory there. That's right. Um, during the wet season. It highlighted for me the importance of talking to colleagues and other educators about what you can get out of a resource because where we've ended up from where we started looking at this, so much deeper. Yeah, exactly. In terms of how else you could use it in the classroom, we thought about doing some research into natural disasters and their impacts on a particular village or a particular part of a country. So when you get into the research, you can use lots of different databases to help you out. A lot of keyword searching. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then if we stepped it across into English, one of the mentor concepts we could look at would be characterisation, where they identify the way different elements of a text contribute to character development, and then the children could adapt those elements when they're creating their own text. Yeah, that's right. And we looked at the way that the text was set out on the pages, because the story is set in the ocean a lot of the text will follow the waves and the flow of the ocean and the water. One of the things that we thought was really interesting was the way that Robert Vescio has personified inanimate objects in the story. For example, the wind and the storm become 
very alive with the words that he's used because he refers to weather as being kind and cruel. And so although those elements are not living, he brings them to life with that kind of text. And the text and the images come together to really build the characters within this story. It's very hard to separate them. And I think you couldn't read this book without exploring the beautiful um, vocab that he uses. I know when I read it the first time, what jumped out to me was a statement that said, I was far. What's far? How can I be far? I wasn't far from something. It was just, I was far. Yeah, and that was, it's so beautiful. And the bit above it says, tears clouded my eyes as the sadness crept in. And that's just such a beautiful, evocative image that it creates in your mind with just those words. But then Anna's illustrations also really bring all of those those words and that text to life. And so imagery is such a big part of this. If I was looking at a thinking routine to bring into this learning, I would use colour symbol image. It's shortened to CSI if you're looking for it on Project Zero's website. And you give the children a grid with um, two rows and three columns the first column, you at the top, you colour the box, the colour you feel when you read the story or hear the story. Now, for me, I said I felt it was a greeny, tealy colour of the ocean. But you, Kerry, what did you go for? Well, I went for red because I was thinking of the emotion, I guess, it, it all through it because it, it made me think of, of my heart. So... That's where I came up with the colour for red because it was the emotion that was there. And when you do it with the children, they'll come up with all sorts of colours. And then so you colour that box in the colour it makes you feel and then underneath you justify it. So you're really asking the children to look internally at to how they really feel about the story. The second column at the top, you draw a symbol that represents this story for you. And for me, I would have drawn a boat, just a simple little boat, similar to the one in the book because... I am connected to the journey throughout the story. But what did you draw, Kerry? Well, I drew a heart, didn't I? Because we, as I said before, we saw the story in two different ways. You saw it as the journey. Mm, I did. And I saw it as the emotion within the journey. Mm. So it was really interesting that we kind of picked two different paths to go on. And then the final column, you asked the children in, in the top cell to draw an image. And for me, it would be that boat gently just landing on that sandy shore back to the calm of the area where it was a storm before. And you? Well, I think mine would be the seal pup and the child snuggling in the boat together. I think that's a beautiful image. So you really are looking at the connectedness and I'm really mm. looking at the journey. And mm. I love that this thinking routine allows us to um, – draw on what it means to us and the children will blow you away with their work and we're really looking at their justification. And also you were saying, Kerry, you would be asking the children quite often throughout when they're giving you responses to justify their thoughts by saying... What makes you say that? Exactly. Uh, Even right from the beginning going back to when we were talking about geography at the beginning mm. of this episode as as part of the um, learning process with this book... Um, you would look at the first page and ask them questions. Where do you think this is set? What makes you say that? Mm. Or what can you see there? What makes you say that? It's such what a sort strong of statement, is it? isn't it? It that? is, yeah. And it really gets the children thinking about why they're saying what they are saying. And so even though we were talking about geography and we're looking at perhaps researching different natural events, we keep coming back to the imagery because it's so beautiful. 
And I think it's the words that make it powerful as well. And we were talking about whether or not we could bring music into the um, study of this book. Yes, and you were saying that you've used it before with some other Mm. uh, topics and some other books that you've used with your students in your classes. But I thought this one, you'd pick an image and we thought the image that we would choose for them would be the double-page spread of where the weather was kind and then on the other side of it it's where the weather is cruel. Mm, Because you've got that contrast. Exactly, and so to try and find pieces of music that reflect that sentiment in both the way that it's drawn and illustrated and the way that the that the text is used on the page and the actual words that are used. So there are a couple of great sites that you can go to if you're looking for free music. Um, one of them is called Ben Sound and the other one is Purple Planet. Um, I haven't used Ben Sound before, but Lynette's used it quite a bit. I do, and it's a free download for using for education if you're not then publishing it somewhere, but to use to evoke um, discussion and feelings within the classroom, you can absolutely go on to Ben Sound website. And it's the same with Purple Planet. It's a free download, but it's just a different interface. We really love this book. And as we said at the outset, there's so much more in it than just the words on the page or the, or the illustrations. It's much deeper depending on the stage that you're going to do it with. And I think we were talking Kerry and myself about how often we plan something big for a story like oh here's a unit of work or a series of lessons and there's opportunities within this book to have those short little meaningful sessions with your children particularly with the sound and the music. The music side of things would be a really interesting way for the children to connect and interact with the story. But if you want to go deep oh there's lots and lots you could explore there. Exactly. Gorgeous book. 